Welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul with me, Polly Lavarello, Evergreen Marketing Expert. This podcast is for you if you are an online entrepreneur who's looking to simplify their business to scale. On this podcast, you can expect to hear regular talk about wealth, about selling, and about well-being. Because I believe these three core fundamental things are pivotal to your growth moving forward. Welcome to Make More Money Without Selling Your Soul. I am Polly Lavarello, evergreen marketing expert and cushy business pioneer. And today I'm talking about something that I see entrepreneurs doing really regularly as they get to the stage where they're making more money and they're doing it within the context of assuming it's going to help them scale faster. And actually, all it does is dilute their brand, dilute their message and slow down sales. Oh, this is a really, really big and exciting one. And I'm so excited to be talking about it. Interestingly, I've been having this conversation with other entrepreneurs who recognize that they in and as of themselves were doing this too. So this is not just my opinion. This is something that has been discussed. And many people have said yes, when I chose drum roll, it's coming (laughs) my social media manager my ads manager, my business coach or mentor, that slowed my business down. I mean, I'm pausing for dramatic effect here because it's something that many of us do with excitement. Hiring a team member is like a direct outcome of growth, right? It means you're making some money. It means that money is consistent enough that you're like, hello, let's hire a team member. And you may be listening to this right now going, hold on, Polly. (laughs) I listened to your episode about what it is to become a CEO and you were saying how great it is to hire. And yes, yes, it is. Okay, so don't worry. I'm not just going to be speaking to the problems that can arise today. I'm also going to be sharing some solutions because I'm not just wanting to leave you scratching your head, wondering what it is that you need to do. I want you to, I want to give you a kind of compass, a business compass that will help you make these decisions more confidently moving forward, okay? Because I don't want you outsourcing your power. The power is all within you. And it's really easy to accidentally outsource our power because let's face it, as an online business owner, if you're at the stage of hiring, probably means you're kind of (laughs) busy. A lot of the time it takes people to get to the stage where they're like, I don't have as many hours as I'd like before they make the decision to hire someone. It's rarely something that we do at the at the time where it's just right. We nearly always do it at the stage where it's like, shit, I better get this done now because I'm going to be totally burnt out or working all weekend or both otherwise. Okay, so because that's where people's heads can be at when they're hiring, because they're a busy business owner, you know, it's really easy to make these decisions quickly and then it can feel a lot slower and longer and more painful trying to undo these decisions. Okay, so this is why I'm here as Jiminy Cricket on your shoulder to help you understand how to go about this. So firstly, I guess here's one good tip, try and do it at the right time. Try not to do it when you're totally overwhelmed and overrun. So you have time to consult your business compass. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, these are the three areas where I feel people getting it most wrong. So I'm going to start with social media management. Okay, so I know one of the things that people can find most time consuming and irksome is creating 
you can listen to me and all my really English words, but hey, just roll with it, okay? This is me. I, I come out with really Englishy words that no one ever uses anymore. I'm afraid this is going to have to be something you get used to if you listen to this podcast. Irksome, okay? <laughs> Creating content. I love writing content, you know, with a, with a background in journalism and someone who wrote a diary since the age of like, I don't know, as soon as I can pick up a pen. I've always loved expressing myself through the written word or the typed word as it may be now. So for me, it, it's different. So I, I guess I'm going to speak to both of those because I think whether you like creating content or don't like creating content, we can still come up against it when it comes to, well, what do we do now? We're a busy in-demand coach. How do we make this work? Whether you love it or you hate it, content creation has got to be done because we need to make sure there's consistent marketing going out there. From my perspective, it's needed to be a mindset shift, one where I recognize that creating content isn't a nice to have. It's not something I should be squeezing in in the last five minutes of my working day. It's not one of those things I should just be doing on the way back from the school run. I mean, you can do if you want to. But for me, it was actually recognizing my words have meaning. My words matter. It's really worth prioritizing taking time out to do it in a way that feels good. So one of the things I've done for myself now is I will have content batching days where I will go along to a gorgeous coffee shop or a lovely hotel lounge or whatever I feel like. Um, you know, in May, I'm going to stay in a lovely hotel room, like a lovely deluxe suite for three days. And my, my, my goal for when I'm there is to just luxuriate and create loads of content from that lovely space of just feeling so expansive and with nothing else on my mind. I mean, why wouldn't you? So that's something I say to my clients who love creating content. I'm like, well, turn it into a ritual, turn it into something really pleasurable. Like, yes, you can create great content on the fly. And that's that's a skill set in and as of its own. But if you want to create an intentional digital experience for your clients, that is going to nurture them, support them, be of value to create an arsenal of content that you feel really freaking proud of. You know, the kind of stuff that you're like, yeah, when I'm dead, people are going to still be reading this and getting value from this. Like, honor it, prioritize it. You have a gift, my friend. Use it, okay? And enjoy it. Like, it doesn't have to be a task. You know, I love my Fridays and my coffee shops just chilling. And it's not always pressured. You know, there's not always a strategy behind it. Sometimes it's like, what feels true to me right now? What's coming through for me? What's the message I feel that needs to be shared? Very similar to this podcast. I was like... This was an interesting conversation I had with a coach. I need to share this. I want to share this. There's no like hidden agenda. I just feel like this is a valuable conversation to be had. So that's if you like writing content. If you don't like writing content, if it doesn't flow for you, if you look at it and you're like, oh my God, this is a jumbled mess of thoughts and words that makes no sense to anyone but me. And even I am finding it painful reading this back. Then I feel you, my friends. You know, I've worked with clients like you. I get it. I get it. It's not easy. What I have found for every single one of my clients is that there is an area where they excel with their content. It might be that they're really good at speaking. It might be that they're wonderful on video. It might be that they're better on lives rather than on videos because there's less pressure to get everything perfect in 90 seconds and they flow better when they've got less structure. Whatever it is, find where it is that you vibe and then commit to that, okay? <laughs> Just find the thing that you can commit to, but what I'm saying here is, please, please never, ever, ever assume that somebody else can share your thoughts, your ideas, your beliefs, your values, 
your experience better than you. Nobody can do it better than you, regardless as to how good you are as a writer or someone on video or someone on a podcast. Nobody can do it better than you. Now, obviously, this can still pose problems because even where we create these days to do our content batching or whatever it is, still they can reach a stage where we want our content to be more prolific. We want it to be reaching more people. We want to be appearing on more platforms. And, you know, there can be a stage where you're scaling and you've got the money to be reinvesting. So why wouldn't you be getting additional support? Now, I am all for that, okay? I am all for that. I want your voice to be heard on all the platforms. I want people to be discovering the golden nuggets you have to be dropping. That doesn't mean still that somebody else should be writing them for you. What I'm a huge advocate for is having somebody who repurposes your content. Ideally, someone that you really, really like, so you don't have to like review it. (laughs) Um, But you know, you want somebody essentially, you know, if for example, you do a podcast, someone could just be mining that content for little golden nuggets and creating social posts from those alone. So they're literally taking the words right out of your mouth and making it work that way. So that way your content gets to go further. It's still yours and you're being supported. Now, for some of you, you may be listening to that and going, Snoresville, Polly, that's so freaking obvious. But for the amount of people I see, the amount of boring content I see out there, I know there's enough people who do not know this, which is why I need to say this. And also because I've worked now on so many teams where I've seen social media managers, bless them, fired by their, you know, by the coach. And, and a lot of the time, these coaches are like seven figure coaches with like eight to 10 pe- to people on their team. I was on there, you know, as the ads manager at the time. And, you know, it really made so much sense to me because essentially you are a personal brand. People want to get to know you. You know, ultimately to imagine that anyone else can do a better job of being you, quite frankly, quite insulting. <laughs> so like I say, do not outsource your power. You have the words, the wisdom, and everything people need within you. And the way you need to look at your social media management system or assistance or whatever it is, is just to ensure that it is elevating and expanding what it is that you're saying, but never ever changing what it is that you're saying, never ever finding a different way of doing it. The way you do things is best, okay? So this is where I also recommend if you do work with a social media manager to look at how they use the same strategy to support other clients. Look at how they're packaging it up. Feel confident that you enjoy and and like are down with the way they're doing it. You know, like one of the things that frustrates me the most when I see people, whether it's working with a graphic designer or a photographer or a social media manager, it's still the same problem every single time. People will bring their own preconception of what they want to be done to this particular contractor and say, you know, can you do this for me? And then when they create work that looks just like all the work they do for nearly every other client, they turn around surprised and go, why didn't you read my mind and create what I always wanted? And why are you doing stuff like you've always done it? Well, (laughs) newsflash friends, most of the time photographers have a certain style. Graphic designers will also have, you know, a certain way of doing things, a certain style that imbues nearly everything they do. And it's the same with social media management. If they like using bold, punchy subtitles and kind of, you know, I don't know, clickbaity titles with all their other clients, chances are they're going to do the same with you. And it's not going to be natural or in their zone of genius to do it another way. So this is why when I talk about making these decisions in a rush, 
it's really good not just to kind of go with someone because someone else has recommended them or because um, they're the first person to raise their hand or because, you know, you need someone by next Tuesday and this person can do it next Tuesday. The, the whole thing of like high, slow, fire, fast thing is really, 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 really true. Okay. It's so painful having to fire someone when you're in a small team. The amount of time it takes to train someone up in your way of doing things can take like a month or two. So it's a massive drain on your resources if you're hiring and firing, hiring and firing, hiring and firing, let alone the kind of, you know, all the other bits that come with that, which aren't particularly pleasant on a personal level. So please do your homework. Be really clear on what it is that you're looking for. Look at their portfolio. Look at how they support people. I hope that helps. <laughs> so that's, that's example number one. The second one is an ads management. And this isn't just for Facebook ads. This can be for Google ads too. I really believe whether it's yourself or a very like, you know, a team member who's pretty much your like assistant should learn Facebook ads to a certain extent so they understand them and they understand the, the kind of premise as to what works for you already. This is why I have my course on how to list build with Facebook ads. If you want to know more about it, you can look at it in the um, show notes. And yes, that is a total unapologetic promo. I don't even care. It's a very cheap course. It's a very effective course. The testimonials are amazing. Um, and what I would say is that I believe that even if later on you're scaling and hiring an ad agency, you know, it's really valuable to understand how advertising works in the first place. There's so much you'll learn through the process. And if you listen to my last episode, if you haven't, I recommend you listen to it after this on how to avoid wasting thousands of pounds of Facebook ads. You know, one of the biggest mistakes people make is outsourcing their power really early on, assuming that ads will fix certain things without actually getting a really close granular view on what it is that they're doing already, okay? A lot of people do things backwards. They waste the money and then try and fix it. I am encouraging you to fix it first. And it's never too soon to be list building with Facebook ads, which is why I created this online course, because I wanted to make it as easy as possible for coaches and consultants from the very get-go to be bringing people on into their world, onto their mailing list, to be nurturing them, to be selling to them, and to recognize what a great ally advertising can be when you have the right relationship with it and the kind of a gentle strategy that won't totally mess you over. Similarly, without sourcing your power, don't imagine that ads is a band-aid. Like I say, listen to the last episode if you want an in-depth analysis as to how people can accidentally use ads as a band-aid. Instead, rather than outsourcing your power, or work with someone who can help you understand how advertising works so that you at least have an overview as to what it is you can genuinely 100% expect to get from advertising. Because there's never any promises in terms of results, but there are promises around understanding what you will learn and gain from advertising and what are the safer things that are more likely to support you for the certain stage that you're at in your business. Okay, that's really important to understand. There's certain stages in business where you've got the revenue coming in, you've got the team power, you've got the kind of validated offer, you've got the funnel, 100% go hire that ads agency, they're going to save you like the time they'll save you the expertise they'll bring to the table will make that investment worth its weight in gold. I mean, you won't even be looking at what you're paying them because you'll be seeing such a good return on investment coming in monthly, it's going to be the easiest investment you ever made. If you are not in that situation, and it's not the easiest investment you ever made, it's a clear fire sign, or whatever the phrase is, to not run ads just yet, or at least not to hire an ads agency, and instead to either train up a team member, 
or learn it yourself. And like I say, if you're not learning it yourself, at least ensure that you understand how they work so that you're not in a team meeting every Monday going, I don't really understand how any of this works, but I hope it's going to be okay. It's really worth understanding the mechanisms behind your business. If you have an online business, you want to understand if you if you were like building a car, you wouldn't just be like, oh, I hope these guys know what they're doing with the engine. Like you would want to understand everything, right? You wouldn't need to necessarily know how to build the engine, but you'd want an overview to understand, is it going to be the right size? Is it going to like, you know, give you the things that you need? So just make sure that you understand all the different pieces in the bonnet of your car. I really hope I'm saying that right. I'm not a very car-y person. <laughs> and finally. The other area where people outsource their power and then feel really bitten is with business mentorship or business coaching. Now, why do we do this? We do this for a number of different reasons. Sometimes it's that we see something in somebody else that we wish we had more of ourselves. And for some kind of inexplicable reason, we think if we give them a really uncomfortable sum of money, maybe some of that will just rub off on us. Some of the energy will kind of come through to us, which, you know, in some cases it can to a certain extent. But the majority of times where business mentorship and coaching, you know, like that relationship can go wrong is not being clear enough on you, on your own values and what it is that you're looking to get out the other side of that investment. There are quite a few coaches and mentors out there who almost kind of create a celebrity status for themselves where people just get excited to get close to them. And, you know, that can feel exciting in the moment, but it can really sting six months in when you're still paying them a really high sum of money each month and you're not seeing anything on the other side. Now, what I found is that I don't feel like I've ever made a bad investment when I bring full self-responsibility to the table, where I can really fully acknowledge the reasons behind why I've chosen to work with a certain coach, what it is I'm looking to gain from working with them. And this is the important part that I can clearly explain that to them when I first start working with them. You know, the current person I'm working with, you know, we had a really clear conversation where I said, these, this was the coach I worked previously. This is where our values weren't aligned. I'm much clearer on what they are now. That was the value I had from working with her was learning how to avoid that happening again. Um, and I was much clearer on what it was that I knew would move the needle in my business moving forward. And so that was my, and that still is my full focus on what it is that I'm focusing on with her. You know, I know in my case, because I speak very knowledgeably about online business, some people come to me and just think by giving me money that I will immediately be able to click my fingers and bring everything for them. Now, I could do that. I could create an entirely new business, a successful business for someone else. However, if they didn't really believe in what it was that I was telling them they could do, would they really show up and commit? Would they really sell with their full energy? Would they feel real ownership over what it is that they'd created? Of course they wouldn't. That would be awful. That would be a real abuse of privilege for me to say, I know better than you and this is what you should be creating. So this is where I talk about not outsourcing your power and to ensure when you're hiring someone, you're hiring someone who is always supporting you to stand in your own power, to trust in yourself, to connect to yourself and to connect to your people. Now, it's not to say that coaches and mentors won't encourage you to think in a stretchy way. No, there's very little kind of momentum that's created within our own comfort zone. I do believe there's a certain element of pushing the edges, of course. 
And there's definitely a huge element of me regularly encouraging my clients to go deeper and then deeper and deeper again. Um, (laughs) But that is always about them coming back to themselves, being honest with themselves about what it is that they truly want, being honest about the clients that they truly are lit up to support, about fully owning the magic of what it is that they create when they work with their clients. There is so much untapped gold in every single client I've ever worked with. And when they start to acknowledge and recognize that actually it is, has always been within them, that is when they are, be able, they are able to make better, more assertive, more profitable business choices as to who they hire whether that's their social media manager, whether that's their ads manager or not having an ad manager at all, or whether that's their business mentor or coach, the clearer you are, the more firmly you're holding on to your own business compass, taking ownership of where you're steering your ship, the better you'll be able to choose who's helping you navigate it alongside you, okay? But that ship is yours. It's all yours. And you get to do with it what you want. And I appreciate that concept is equally exhilarating as it is terrifying. But the worst thing you can do is to outsource your power. Invite people into your business and your way of doing things and invite them to support you where you are at. Do not look for solutions outside of yourself. Find the people who will support you to find them within you. And you cannot go wrong. If you are interested in building a self-sourced business, something that really lights you up and excites you. I have got the most exciting opportunity where I'm running a 90-day intensive from May to July, third week of July, before schools break up, just in case that's relevant to you, (laughs) helping you build exactly that to create a product suite that will support you to elevate for evergreen It's a very powerful experience. I'm already running one cohort and the breakthroughs are profound. I'm inviting in no more than five women and one place is already sold. If you're interested in learning more, do go check out the show notes where you can learn more. And if you're not quite ready for that step yet, I have got a gorgeous free download called The Five Steps to Building Your Cushy Business. And inside is an evergreen roadmap to help you understand how you can move away from live launching or being fully booked with one-to-one and how to create a cushy business of your own. So there we have it, my loves. Thank you so much for joining me today. Next week, I'm going to be talking to you about how to create an extra day in your business week. As a business owner, we never have enough time. And next week, I'm going to be breaking down how you can create more of it for yourself. Speak to you then.